Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Hey, what's up to the League of Wildness? Wildman Dan here. I'm recording this episode on January 13th, 2022 from the summit of a local mountain just outside of Boulder, Colorado. And, I th- well, I'm sure many of you listening to this may have seen through uh, one of the various social media channels, but if you haven't, there was a wildfire on December 30th. It started around, I'm going to say noon on December 30th. And uh, that wildfire resulted in me having to evacuate from my home and essentially my entire neighborhood burned down. My home did not burn down. We're in kind of this little subdivision of maybe 20 or 24 homes and actually none of ours burned down, which is a miracle considering that literally across the street, 30 30 feet from some houses is just nuked to the ground, nothing left. And uh, it was definitely a very wild experience, very surreal. And uh, I guess I just wanted to kind of recount what happened, share some of the insights I've had, and almost kind of use this as a cathartic experience or cathartic process just to kind of start to digest everything a little bit more. So it's crazy. It's uh, again, it's January 13th. I'm standing on the top of a mountain. I'm probably about 7,000 feet or so. Sun's out, shirt is off getting in some cosmic rays so feeling good right now but i'm just gonna do the play-by-play and um kind of free associate as i go so uh i was working from home on thursday december 30th and it was sometime between 11 a.m and noon we started to just smell smoke you just kind of catch a whiff of it in the air and from my days as a wildland firefighter I, it's just i'm very i have a very um acute sense for that as soon as I can really smell a wildfire um, very accurately so just working from home started to smell smoke and I should also add it was like apocalyptic uh, excuse me it was apocalyptic winds I'm talking 80 100 mile an hour winds and that's no joke so the wind is just ridiculous our house is shaking and uh, we start to smell smoke and just the first thing that kind of popped to my mind was, you know, just a little grass fire probably started somewhere to the west. The wind was kind of kicking it up, but I just figured that, you know, the grass would kind of flash burn, wouldn't generate too much heat or intensity. And then, you know, it'd be out once the wind died down later this afternoon. So I wasn't super concerned. And after a few more minutes, the smoke, it starts getting more intense. And my wife and kids are at home. We're like, man, this is, this is starting to like, pick up a little bit so we went up to our second story it's a little window if you stand on a stool you can look out and see to the west towards the mountains and you could start to see a pretty significant column but it wasn't really headed quite towards us at that time it was headed more to the north so again I just wasn't super concerned at that time but starting to be like man this is um kind of turning into the real deal go back down Smoke keeps picking up, so went up and down to peer out that window probably three or four times, and each time it just kept getting more and more intense, a little bit more 
uh, intense, thick smoke just in our backyard. And again, the wind is just, just full on. So hop on the internet, do a quick search of wildfire Boulder, Colorado today. And just a few, there was like a couple Twitter posts that popped up of someone that was driving and stopped and just took some video of this fire that was started. And from their video, it looked like it was heading more to the northeast versus directly east, which would be uh, towards our house. So again, still wasn't concerned at this point. <sighs> By now, it's probably 1230-ish, 12.45 in the afternoon. Smoke's starting to get thick, and we're starting to see cars driving through. There's this open space just to the south of our home. We're starting to see cars drive through there, which is super weird. We're starting to see black smoke, which t tells me that homes might be burning. And uh, that kind of set off an alarm. So at that point, I'm like, Anna, I need to go. I want to get eyes. I want to get eyes on this and just see where it is in relation to our home. So went outside, ran a few blocks to the south. And then as soon as I turned west and that wind hit me, I, I literally couldn't run. I mean, it was like stopped you in your tracks, dust, sand in your eyes. I mean, it, it was just insane. Some neighbors ran out of the house going, Hey man, do we need to get out of here? And I just, I don't know. I'm trying to get eyes on it. So what I was trying to do is get up. There's a little hill that I run up pretty much every day. It gains maybe, I don't know, two, 300 feet. I just wanted to get up there a little bit so I could see, try and see exactly where the fire was and just kind of understand a little bit more what was going on. But as soon as I got around a few blocks and I, could, I couldn't see the actual flames, but I could see the column and it became pretty apparent that we needed to bounce. So ran back home, had the wind at my back now, which... Uh, allowed me to run pretty fast. <laughs> so ran back home and as I'm running down the alley, uh, our neighbors across the alley were leaving and I just had the thought, we waved and we didn't stop to chat or anything because I think we both knew what was going on. But I had this thought in my mind, like, I wonder if they think I was out for like a casual run and was just getting back home because of the fire. But so... I run back in. I said, Anna, I think we should go like now. And, uh, she makes fun of me for this, but I grabbed like a pack of beef jerky, some of my, uh, pop tarts, which, uh, there's a caveat. There's an asterisk to the pop tarts there. Uh, I always bring those hunting or like on big adventure days of just high calorie fuel. And it was just like, they were right there in the pantry. So I just grabbed beef jerky, pop tarts, and I think a half empty bag or half full bag of macadamias, a gallon of water, basically no clothes, except that I was wearing, I think I grabbed like one fleece and, uh, grabbed the girls threw the dog, everyone in the car and left our neighborhood. There's an exit that exits to a traffic circle. In by this time, they'd closed the freeway that was closest to us. And there's essentially just bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic at any exit from our home. I wasn't super concerned immediately, so we pull in the traffic circle. Someone was very kind and let us in right away. And we start heading south. 
and this road that heads south kind of winds. It's like this rolling prairie kind of, rolling grassland. And again, the wind is still ripping. And as soon as we kind of start to climb up a little bit, we could look back towards our little subdivision and just see flames like a few hundred yards in the open space just ripping right at our neighborhood. And still at that point, I, I didn't really consider that homes would burn. I just, I just, for some reason, I just thought the grass would burn up. You know, maybe it would torch some trees, but I just didn't think it would burn the homes. I don't know why that didn't cross my mind even at that point. But so we're in this bumper to bumper traffic. I see these flames a few hundred yards away. We're headed to the south, bumper to bumper traffic. The wind is ripping. And as you're, you're kind of gradually climbing up to this plateau or little mesa in the highway, once you get to the mesa, the highway goes from running north, south to east, west. But while we're stuck in this traffic, I'm starting to think like, man, if the wind shifts a little bit in our direction on both sides of this two lane highway is just grass. So we're just going to get torched by flame if it shifts this way. So I started to get, that's when I start actually the first time I really started to get nervous and, you know, feel like there was, uh, I guess, life threatening danger. So we keep inching up, climbing up to the highway on top of this mesa, and we can see our neighborhood back in, basically our neighborhood's at the bottom of like a little creek drainage. It's not super extreme or anything, but once you get up in the elevation a little bit, you can see this just depression where water would naturally flow. And right where our neighborhood is, it's just thick black smoke. And it was that moment looking back, I just, I was like, oh. I mean, it was a very almost um, casual thought of like, oh, our house is definitely burning down. And uh, I just, at that point, I just wanted to get away, get out of, well, get away and get into a position where I felt, you know, very um, secure and safe with my family. So I I didn't really have an emotional response to losing our home at that point. And it was just acceptance. Once we got on top of them, we finally got up on top of the Mesa. Now we're heading east, away from the flames. And we're kind of driving parallel to this drainage I mentioned. So as we're driving, as we look to our left, you can just see the smoke just getting pushed by the wind. And it keeps getting thicker, blacker. And I'm just like, oh, no. I mean, homes are torching. And at this point, I, I think I even said to Anna, like, I think we might need to start accepting that our we're gonna lose our house and uh she started to get pretty emotional from that and again I was driving I was just trying to like get somewhere where I felt safe and we go a few more miles east traffic starts to slowly lighten up and we kind of just we're literally just wandering in our vehicle just headed generally east pulled into a neighborhood, kind of like reassessed our situation. Neighbors were calling and uh, said, you know what? Let's just go to Anna's folks who they live in Fort Collins. It's about an hour to the north. (laughs) There was no fire issues up there. And um, by now we're several miles to the east and we're essentially totally out of the path of the fire. So we're driving north and Again, starting to, Anna's starting to get a little more emotional. I'm just, again, trying to get 
somewhere where we can kind of start to assess the situation and see what's going on. So we get to Fort Collins. We're watching the news. Um, our older daughter is kind of starting to ask questions about it. And, you know, we didn't know. We just were watching the news. We're trying to understand what exactly is happening. And we didn't, we didn't know if our home had burned or not until the next morning. So we ended up staying in Fort Collins, I think, three nights. The first night of December 30th, had no idea what had happened. We finally got confirmation the next morning that our neighborhood was still there. All 20 or 24 homes were essentially um, unscathed by the fire. A few did get a little bit of torching, some fences burned, um, some yards burned, but as far as we can tell, most of the homes were more or less unscathed by fire. But when we saw pictures of the neighborhood, I mean, it was like, I mean, there's just nothing there. I mean, entire subdivision just gone, nuked, burned to the ground, nothing left. And, uh, it was just, it's, it was so bizarre seeing all this through the news. Cause it's like, we're, we're essentially, we keep in our house where you would see our house on the news and it's just, um, it didn't seem real. It was such a surreal experience watching from afar through the news and all that. But, um, so we stayed up in Fort Collins for three days. We knew we couldn't go back to our house. That was for sure. So we got an Airbnb. We finally can't, we're able to come back down on January 2nd. And we dropped the girls off at a friend's. And for the first time, went back to the neighborhood. And it was, I honestly, I, j- I didn't recognize a lot of, all the landmarks were gone. I mean, it was just, it was like driving through, I don't know, the zombie apocalypse or something like that. There's just, nothing there burnt out trees burnt out cars just the foundations left of homes and um just an eerie feeling super eerie and when we went into our home the first time it was like it didn't even feel like our house anymore it didn't feel like our home anymore it felt like a piece of property that we owned it it just felt gross like there's ash at all the windows and doors there's this horrible smell and uh it just i don't know it's weird it feels like tainted or something like that but or polluted which which it is because a bunch of toxic shit burned and our home basically took a bath in it for that whole day so we went through grabbed a few clothes just kind of wanted to see what was going on and uh didn't spend much time there left and then basically we've been in airbnb we were in one airbnb excuse me we were in one airbnb for i think five nights we moved to another one just maybe a half mile down the road which was really convenient actually and we're we're actually leaving that airbnb um, in a few hours and moving a few more miles into North Boulder to a longer term situation. But I guess that's kind of the play by play. And 
you know, how, how it's felt is I've, I've felt almost like a refugee in my own town. It's just, it's weird. Like I just, it feels weird having that kind of base just gone all of a sudden. And, um, not really knowing what it's going to look like to get back in, you know, where, uh, there's a restoration cleaning company that started actually yesterday that they'll be dealing with the smoke damage and all that. But it's just one of those things like we don't really know when we're going to be able to get back in our home. And, um, you know, we also just want to make sure it's safe, especially with the girls, you know, (laughs) it's not like a forest fire where it's wood burning and it's, it's not like it's healthy, but it's a relatively, I'll call it clean process. Whereas, you know, think of carpet burning roof. A lot of the homes were old. So who knows if there's asbestos, you know, lead in car batteries, just all kinds of things that you don't want in your environment. So that's certainly a concern. And then it's also just, you know, the neighborhood's going to rebuild things will, come back but it's gonna take time and you know it's like living in a disaster zone isn't um something we're super excited about just from like a like how does that make you feel on a day-to-day basis so kind of just I don't know we're exploring options considering maybe you know not leaving the area, but maybe if we can find a renter or figure out a solution where we can kind of give the neighborhood and community some time to rebuild and then move back. And, you know, there's also the part of like, you know, there's a lot of people that their homes burned to the ground. So we want to be doing what we can to help them out. And, um, it's just one of those things where well here's what I'll say is the outreach and support we've gotten has been amazing and there's people listening to this podcast that you've sent notes you've there's a friend of my wife set up a GoFundMe and I've seen a few folks um, donate to that which we're eternally grateful and I would also add um please do not feel obligated to do that. I'm going to have, there will be plenty of opportunities to spend money with monkey coming up here soon. So save your coin for that. And, uh, but again, I appreciate just the notes, the encouragement, and it's been really, um, it's really, I guess, look, going through this process myself has made me empathize and really want to make sure that when stuff like this happens in the future because we all know it well that you know I I pay it forward and help people out because it is it's it's not that you couldn't get through this alone but having the support of the community friends and family it just it it makes it so much more easier it's 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 an overwhelming feeling and having even just again even just the notes and encouragement it just it helps diffuse the load that we're feeling. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful to you guys. I'm grateful to my community. It's just Colorado's had, um, kind of a rough, 
year with some stuff going on here, but it, it's the silver lining is it really has brought the community together. And, you know, there's people that we don't even know that have offered up their homes, that have offered up all kinds of support, assistance, clothes for the kids, toys for the kids, books for the kids, clothes for my wife and I, even lending laptops, cars, all this stuff. So it's just, um, it's a very humbling experience and I do think there's a lot of good to be taken out of it. So one thing I was talking to my wife about and also a buddy of mine, Michael Butts was, you know, I think your instinct, your human instinct is this disaster happens. You want to push back against it and restore things, things in life, I guess, to normal. You want to restore everything to the way it was before 1 p.m. on December 30th. But I kind of had this thought of maybe there's more of like, I think this is more of like a martial arts principle where when someone pushes you, instead of pushing back, you pull. You use their momentum against them. And, you know, with this, it's like instead of pushing back against what happened, maybe we can use it as an opportunity to pull. You know, maybe it's... um, we say, hey, you know, let's go. The girls, they're not in school yet. Maybe let's go live somewhere else and just see what experience that. But it's a great time. Let the community come back. And um, I don't know. It's like maybe resisting. It might be easier just to go with the flow a lot of times than resist. So those are just uh, some of the thoughts I've had. I thought I'd share them with you guys. So. I need to get off this mountain because uh, we need to move. But so basically, what's my conclusion? My conclusion is what happened happened, and now it's just time to move forward. And there's a lot of there's a lot of positive coming up. Like I said, there's going to be some awesome stuff coming on the business front so stay tuned for that there's training there's product and of course there's wildness thanks for tuning in guys if you have thoughts if you have notes if you have topics you'd like to hear discussed shoot them our way so let's start let's set the moment 2021 didn't end great but we're gonna start the momentum for 2022 and just keep getting wilder. So I appreciate you guys and I'll see you out there.